How you gonna tell me in Skittles? <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep the mic away. Oh yeah, yeah. Come on. Should I wait for you to be? No. Done? You to use your <laughs> Gosh, it's so disgusting. Why? People are gonna just be having that in their ear. Just you. No, you can't hear it. Watch. I I can hear it. I'm sitting there. Yeah, but the people can hear it. <laughs> All right. All right. Here we go. Here we come to save the day. Not your mama's Christian podcast has arrived. It's not your mama's Christian podcast. Welcome everybody to Not Your Mama's Christian Podcast. The Christian Podcast is done. Take us help too seriously. I am your host, Shane, here with my brother yet again. Eric. I mean yet again, of course. <laughs> Why wouldn't I be here? There uh, he is again. <laughs> that was Andy Kaufman, right? <laughs> well, him doing Mighty Mouse. <laughs> yeah. Do you think um, all the young folks listening right now even know who Andy Kaufman is? Uh, probably not. Probably not. No, I don't. I can't. I can't imagine. He was do. on Taxi, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Yep. And he's a comedian. Right? He's known as one of the greatest comedians of all time. And he was. Is he? According to what? People. According to people. <laughs> According to what? According you to don't the know. world. <laughs> he's known as a. Who's the best comedian of all time? Richard Pryor. Same comedians. Bill. Co- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, who else is one of the best ones? Oh, um, what's the uh, the the one guy who um, Carl uh, Bill Hicks? I don't know who that is. <laughs> you know that Bill Hicks? That guy? No. Oh, that's no. Jeff Foxworthy. Yeah. <laughs> you're you know you're a redneck. If, yeah. I can't remember his catchphrase <laughs> or catchphrase. Was. No, Bill Hicks was a uh, he smoked a lot. He he died from uh, lung cancer. Oh. Spoiler. But oh, Larry the Cable Guy? Not Larry. <laughs> Not Larry. Um, um, uh, oh, what is the one comedian who's I don't like know who you're he's about. dead now too? Um, a lot of them for 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 drug issues. Oh my goodness, it's gonna bother me. Now. Artie Lang, he's not dead. No, he's not dead. Have he, you seen him though? Yeah, he looks. He different. looks nuts. Yeah. Oh, I gotta look up who the comedian is now. Comedian, uh, is it Carl? Uh, Carl Weathers, Carlin, Carlin. Oh, George Carlin. George Carlin. <laughs> Golly. Yeah, I was never really big into him. He's so 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 atheist. Yeah, but a lot of people noxiously atheist. Though, yeah, yeah. To me. Of, but there is he does have some bits that are real funny. Oh, uh, you know who's the best? Sinbad. <laughs> Sinbad. Yeah. Didn't didn't mom go on a cruise where Sinbad was a comedian? I'm sure. I'm sure. And and Lionel Richie was the musical act. <laughs> I know she's done that. Yeah, she's she's listening right now. I would so go to see Sinbad. Know. Yeah. Um, what was that uh, the, the, that movie with the president's kid? First kid or something first like kid. that? Yep. Uh Classic. I had uh, somebody send um a younger friend of uh, AJ Vivek, who's younger, sent me a He's been uh, on the podcast. Sent me a meme that he did not understand. <laughs> and it, it was, was old. It was one picture was Jesus, go like like thumbs down, and then next to it was Sin Good. <laughs> And then the next one was Jesus thumbs up, and there was a picture of Sinbad. He was like, "I don't care what this means." I was like, "That's Sinbad." <laughs> That's a great meme. Yeah, he's like, "I don't understand this. What is that? Who is that guy? <laughs> who who is that?" Yeah, uh, that I feel like we're missing some stand-up comedians, though. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Come on. Um, uh, who's some of the best ones today? Kevin Hart, probably. John, yeah, Kevin Hart, John Mulaney. John Mulaney. Yeah, John Mulaney. Everyone loves John Mulaney. He's so funny. You know what, what my favorite joke that he's ever done? And we're a Christian podcast, so it's a Christian joke. What? The Jesus joke that he did. I don't know if that, I know. Um, Jesus' best miracle was not turning water into wine, was not raising the dead. It was being 30, year old, 30 years old and making 12 new friends. <laughs> That's impossible. <laughs> you were trying to make friends in your, your 30s? It's impossible. <laughs> that is good. Yeah, yeah. he's good. He, John, uh, I could get, yeah, John Mulaney, I could listen to him. All I just time. like really, I, I kind of like the art of stamp comedy. Yeah. So like, I like hearing how they set up the jokes, whatever. It's an art form. And I, and, and I think that, that you and I find it so interesting because it it is similar to writing a sermon. It is very similar, yeah. And uh, and so our process of writing a sermon. Now the difference is we have to write a new one every week, mm-hmm. where where a comedian will write a stand up and will tour on it. Oh, for Jerry a year. Seinfeld. We didn't oh yeah, Jerry Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Uh, but a comedian will tour on it for a year. Mm-hmm. So by the time you watch a a, a stand up special, yeah, they had already done that show hundreds of times, yeah. 
and uh, and and have refined it so well because th- their their special is always the last show that they're doing of that, and because they can't repeat those jokes, and then they anymore. throw it all out. But by the time you see it, it's it's so fine tuned. But the process, I am always interested in, mm-hmm. a, in that, and that's why I think I also like listening to comedians um, uh, like who have a podcast yeah. and they aren't doing stand up, but they talk about it. Um, Mike Birbiglia. Uh, yeah, I haven't listened to Mike Birbiglia. But he ever. had he started a podcast during quarantine, mm-hmm. which is really funny. Mm-hmm. And and he has comedians on and he he had a he he normally has a portion in it where it's what are you working on now? Yeah. So he had Judd Apatow on. Yeah. And uh and and they were talking about working through this joke. He was like, Well, I'm thinking about this joke and I don't know exactly how it's gonna land, but this is what I'm processing. And I was like, Oh, this is like insight into mm-hmm. their their whole process of yeah. doing it and it's really really interesting to me chris rock used to go to um uh well he still does whenever he's getting ready for um a special he will just go to like comedy store or whatever we're just with a note of what he's trying out and he kind of warns him like hey this is gonna suck like yeah. people are excited because he just shows up he's not even scheduled to be there they he all shows do that, up don't yeah they? they just show up and be like hey can i get on for like 10 minutes whatever mm-hmm. he'll get up and it'll be terrible. And everyone's like, Chris Rock was terrible. Yeah. It's because he's trying jokes he's never tried before to see how they work. It's how right. you have to work work it out. Um, he did a, Did you hear his stand-up lately of, um, when he talked about politics? Did you hear that joke? Yeah, I think I did. Yeah, I think it was I think it was on Joe Rogan's podcast. Yeah. Crap, I mean, let me think I can think of it. Oh, when it comes up politics, he's, I don't want to be on a side when it comes to, <laughs> when it comes to, um, Criminals and <laughs> no, he's and, saying he's saying that he some things he's conservative and some things he's liberal. Yeah, and uh, when it comes to a crime, I'm conservative. <laughs> when it comes to prostitution, I'm liberal. <laughs> uh, we yeah. don't we don't endorse that. Here. I'm not <laughs> but it's just podcast. a funny way to say it. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that that is that is pretty good. But uh, yeah, comedians in general, like and that's oh, Bill other, Burr. Oh, Bill Burr. I'm thinking yeah. of all of them now. But um, do you have like? Stories that you have told so many times in sermons, yeah, like so, one Dave like, Roll story I've told a lot. But and the more that you tell it, the better they are. The better you get at it, and the less true they are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Did you? I I just saw this. Maybe it was. I don't know if you told me this, but when it comes with your to your memories, you know your memories work. Mm, I don't Here, know. you no one remembers the actual memory. The, you oh, only yes. remember your last time you remembered it. Yeah. So whatever memory you have, right, right. it's like you're tracing a picture, and then the next time you're tracing over the trace, mm-hmm. and then so eventually it's kind of like telephone. By the end, it's nowhere even. You're not even doing it on purpose. You mm-hmm. think you're telling. You're like, no, being honest is what I remember. It's just you're just remembering the last time you told it, yeah. and that's a memory of the last time you told it. Right. Right. So the further removed from the actual that event. Makes sense. Yeah. So um, yeah, I always find that fascinating. But there, there are like sermon stories that you and I have told multiple times, right? And it's it's so hard because it's like now I've. You know, I've been in ministry fifteen years, mm-hmm. and you've been in ministry close to that as well. Yeah, at least volunteering too. It's about the same time, and so like it's so hard to know. Okay, how long ago did I tell this story? Yeah, and there are certain stories that I'm like, oh man, it's just a great story, mm-hmm. and I'll tell it, and I know that there will be people who have already heard it, but people who haven't as well. Yeah. So on Easter, my I, I think my favorite. Um, sermon story that I ever that I, that I've ever told, or uh, and I, every time I tell it, it, it gets a good laugh. Mm-hmm. Is the Mansa story? Yeah, yeah. And I told it on Easter. Yeah, and I had really quick Reader's Digest version. Go. We were I was living in a townhouse with other guys, <laughs> and one guy uh, worked the night shift but lost his keys, so he couldn't get back home. So he texted us and said, "Hey, can you leave the door unlocked?" So we left the door unlocked for him to come home because we would all be sleeping. And um and I woke up I was asleep and I woke up to my bedroom door flying open to this guy walking into our room saying Chris Chris it's me Mansa I'm here to party and I had a roommate named Chris and it was before I was married other guys living so it's like okay I guess Chris is having a party downstairs or something <laughs> and I was like you got the wrong room and I sent him to another room sent him and he went to Matt's room and he was like ah it's it's right here here's Chris yeah. and he knocks on Chris's door and Chris says I don't know you and it was just some <laughs> drunk guy who wandered into our house <laughs> looking for Chris trying to party it's Mansa yeah it's me it's Mansa <laughs> I'm here to party so uh, that's just a really quick version of it but I've told that so many times in sermons mm-hmm. that I 
I can do it from memory like that, right? Yeah. And I had people after Easter, I told him on Easter this past year, yeah. um, just a couple weeks ago, and I had somebody come up, I had a few people come up to me and say, man, I've heard that story multiple times, but it makes me crack up every time I hear it. Yeah. And it's because I'm getting better at telling it every yeah. time that I hear it too. Yeah. And I know that I know what is going to land. I know what's going to make people laugh. You know your punchlines. I know yep. the punchlines, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And that's what a comedian does. Yeah. With my Dave Grohl, meeting Dave Grohl and chasing him in the bathroom, mm-hmm. like a you know, like a creep, that's always a line that I've learned <laughs> yeah, the yeah. lines exactly. in that story that always hit. Yeah. Um, and then showing the picture that I have of me and him always hits for mm-hmm. some reason. So I've told that story probably like in our three years. Probably told it like four times. Yeah, in three years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I tell lot. it, and I, every time I tell it, because I feel bad if people heard. But a lot of times people go, "It's a great story, I love that story." Yeah. But a lot of times I go, "I've told if you've been here, you know this story, but get over it because my favorite story to tell. I'm going to tell it a lot more." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I even you ever start telling a story in your sermon, and you didn't even think it would be that funny or it was going to be a quick one, and yeah. then it starts really hitting, so you just kind of go with it. Yep. I did that this past Sunday. I was talking about how I went backpacking a while ago, and I was making it seem like I really, really, really did not want to go. I didn't want to go, but I like was exaggerating it even more. I was adding things you to the story. Want to go backpacking? No, it was brutal. I love backpacking. With the one I went with, uh, Danny. Oh yeah. Yeah, where it was like in the middle of the woods. Yeah, three, yeah, yeah. Three nights. I had no. You've never gone backpacking. Yeah, I, yeah backpacking. not like that. Not yeah, like we that. didn't stay in a lodge, I Shane. Thought, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we had to carry our own tent. And go <laughs> places. It was raining. It was terrible. They gave us a little bag of food. But um, I added things to the stories like comedians do that are exaggerated didn't really happen. Mm-hmm. I remember being like, Danny was asking me if that date was open. I'd be like, Erica, is that date open? And I would try to wink to her like, hey, it's not open. She's like, nope, completely open. You're fine. <laughs> and then two weeks later, we come back. It's like, oh, I don't know. I think that date's co- taken anyways, right, Erica? No, no, still open. Like I was adding <laughs> those things. Yeah. It just, you learn how those go. Right. And I was telling that story. I was going to do it really quick. Once I went back, back and didn't want to do it, blah, blah, blah. And then people started laughing more than I thought they would. So, like, I'm going to stay with this. Yeah. <laughs> and the laughter is fueling me. Uh-huh. So, I just really kept going with it. Yeah. So, now there might be a story I tell more and more. Right, right. Yeah, and, and and then there are also times where I go, I went to tell a story and I'm like, this is going to kill. And it, and it doesn't. Yep. And, like, you don't get the reaction that you want. I'm like, okay, cross that off the list. Yep. Don't tell yep. that one anymore. Yep. So, I, it's, I, it's all part of the process. You know when you tell a story and it's and how you know it's not funny? How? If you go, yeah, so it was pretty funny. <laughs> if you close it that, you know, it was funny. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah trust me. I know, I know you didn't laugh and find it funny, but trust me, it was funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's very true. What are you watching right now? Um, you know what? I actually um, watched... Let me get some Skittles. What are you telling me? My goodness. Um, uh, what, what, oh, you know what I've never seen is uh, uh, John Wick movies. Any of them? No, and last night I watched the first one. I had to buy it. <laughs> I rent it. Yeah, I, it, it's not streaming anywhere. I had to pay hmm. two bucks for it on Amazon Prime, and because uh, Lauren Lauren works a night shift now at nursing uh, at the hospital, and so like last night so she's working, much and I was like, okay, I'm gonna try to watch things that I know she has zero interest in, and John Wick fits that category. So I watched it last night. It was awesome. Yeah, it's a it's a revenge movie. Yeah, it's a, it's a total guy movie. It's just mm-hmm. all it's, and totally unrealistic. And yeah, but know totally what's okay. but you know what's what they did that was good about that. This what? is not that much spoilers. Like literally at the beginning, um, he does he kills like a hundred people because his dog died. Yeah, <laughs> because they killed his dog. And everyone gonna be like, I mean, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like well, of course you're gonna kill a hundred people. Right. And even <laughs> as he's killing people, they're like. All because of a dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it makes sense. Yeah, I just finished uh, uh, Godzilla vs King Kong. Oh, is that any good? No, <laughs> it was <laughs> it fine. Got good reviews. It was fine. It's, I mean, it's very much is what it is, and they don't pretend it's not. Yeah, there's like you want monsters fighting. We're giving you monsters fighting. See, what else you want? And that's and it's, I'm watching like it's not that great, but I'm cool with this. Right, right. I don't need all the people talking. I want them to fight. They fight like. Three or four times. Oh, wow. It's not like normally you would think, okay, it's going to all build up. Like Freddy versus Jason, it all built up to the end where they fought. It was, I thought it was going to do Nope. Right away, they're fighting. <laughs> that's cool. See, I can appreciate that. That's not. That's not for me. I'm mm-hmm. not. I'm not into like big monsters like that fighting. You. Oh, uh, you loved Cloverfield. That that's different. Why? That it's, was not just big uh, that's monsters. Not, that's not fighting. a big monster. No, no. It not big <laughs> monsters fighting each other. It was the mystery involved with that. What but you're acting on? like do I you, don't understand what do is. Do you happening like any Godzilla time. movies? I, 
Uh, Do you watch Matthew it? Broderick? Yeah. No, that was terrible. <laughs> with Puff Daddy's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> come with me. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only one I think I know or have seen. That was like in 2000. Yeah, so you, because see, you were implying I'm not big into those big monster movies like yeah. Godzilla, like King Kong, right? But you liked Cloverfield and you saw the other Cloverfield. Didn't you? That is not a big monster movie. It's That's literally a, a big monster. There is a Here, big monster. Let me solve the mystery for everybody. Here, me, it's a monster. No, let me tell you. Here's, the, <laughs> here's what a big monster movie is. Like Clash of the Titans. Pacific Rim. Pacific, yeah, that sort of stuff. Where it's like monsters fighting each other. And that's the Like Jurassic movie. Park. Well, that's dinosaurs. <laughs> so, that's that's what a, Godzilla is. No, he's a Godzilla dinosaur. is not real. He's a lot. Dinosaurs are not real. <laughs> <laughs> so, but anyways, what I was trying to say is, I can appreciate that. Like that, they just give you like what, what, what they they're not shy about who they are. Right. Sometimes I I want to watch a movie that, and I want it to be realistic. Other times I want to watch a movie and be like, this does not need to be realistic. Just give me what I want. Yeah. And what I want in John Wick's case was a guy who there's no way he could kill that many people. Yeah. And he just goes through and just dominates everybody. I haven't seen the everybody third out. one. I saw the first and second one. Second one was awesome. Yeah. Too. Um, Jason Manzoukas in the third one, so I want to see that. Oh, well, I'll probably watch him <laughs> next week when Lauren's working the night. Yeah. Shift. I'll yeah, let yeah. you know how what I think. You know what I <laughs> know what I watched it was a little while ago now. Um, uh, that. You told me to watch. I think we actually heard it from a podcast, but mm-hmm. you watch it like you got to watch it. Was um in and of itself. Oh yeah. Um. Now yeah, I guess I didn't ask you what you were watching, huh? No, you. <laughs> yeah, I, King King Kong. <laughs> um, not King. Yeah, yeah. Um, but in and of itself, which is on Hulu. Mm-hmm. Here's the hard part. I don't want. We don't want to talk about it too much, but right. we need to like at least encourage people to watch it because <laughs> everyone should watch it i think yeah but have you told anyone to watch it yet that hated it no i i have everyone oh I, well dad didn't like dad it. dad didn't like it. i don't know if he hated it um but i also did not expect dad to like it yeah um and because so with with mom and dad there are things that like i will tell you to watch or mm-hmm. jessica to watch mm-hmm. our, our sister and then and and i don't expect mom or dad to like it but they, but mom will hear me telling you to watch it, mm-hmm. and then she'll be like, "Oh, should I watch that?" And I'll be like, "I don't know. I don't know if you like that or not. You may." She's pretty open though. She is. Yeah. Dad normally is not. Yeah, yeah. The, a lot of times, dad will be like, "Ah, I was." I, I know if dad's gonna like a movie or not like a movie. I think that dad's response to in and of itself was, "Well, that's an hour and a half. I'll never get back." Yeah. <laughs> so like it's that. a one man show. Here's the only thing we'll tell you: it's a one man show, mm-hmm. and it speaks a bigger message. This guy is kind of magician, kind of just performing art stuff. Yeah, it's a live play. Yeah, a lot of metaphors, a lot of whatever, and it's it's. I found it moving. I almost cried twice. Mm-hmm. There's two times I was like holding it back. And here's what I don't understand about myself. Someone will pass away and I won't cry. But then I watch This uh, this Is Us or that and I'm holding back tears. Uh-huh. Like every single one of our grandparents, I've never cried when they passed away. Oh, I, I cry. Like I don't know why. I even told Eric, I was like, what's wrong with me? Like when Mama passed away, yeah. didn't cry once. I was like, what's wrong with me? When Papa passed away, I was in the room and I didn't cry. That's crazy. To me. I don't understand why I didn't. I won't cry for that. But then I'll watch This Is Us and uh-huh. I'll see Jack being a good dad, and I'm like, huh? <laughs> crying. I don't yeah. get it. Then you cry in um, uh, Inside Out. Yeah, of course. <laughs> when they're all movie. holding each other at the end. Uh-huh. Yeah, of course I was. But um, in and of itself, um, I I told a bunch of people to watch it. Most of them didn't watch it, <laughs> but the ones that did, some of them really liked it. Frank really liked it. A couple of the friends really liked it. Um, and they're more emotional type people. Yeah. So I knew they would, and they were booing. Like Frank watched it while he's waiting for his son to play baseball in the car, and he was like crying in the car <laughs> about it. And then I told other people, like Lauren, who works at our church, and um, I now call her Lauren Buzzkill Merrill because <laughs> oh, gosh, she gosh. knows, and I'm going to tell her I'm tell- saying this. <laughs> Because she was just like, that's the worst thing I've ever seen. The worst? Yeah, she hated it. What? She, she said the same thing. That's an hour and a half. I'm never going to get back. And she knew I was excited about it. So she really was trying to hurt your feelings. No, no so she waited. Like, she watched it that night. Uh-huh. And she was like, I... And she wanted to text me that night, but she didn't she text me in the morning. A long, like, kind of long thing. Like, hey, I wanted to text you last night. I know you're excited about it, but uh, that was terrible. 
Why did I you think it was it. terrible? Because she doesn't have heart. I don't know why. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> no, she and then she showed her to her husband, and I knew he wasn't gonna like it. Yeah, and I was like, see, he hates it too. Like I knew he was gonna hate it. <laughs> I didn't tell him to watch it. <laughs> so, because the thing with this is that obviously being pastors, we're always looking at things from a spiritual light, and in and of itself is not a religious. Uh, He's not, yeah, he's, he's not religious by any means. Yeah. He doesn't pretend to be religious. Right. But we found, I, because I watched it first and I was, and I texted you right away and I was like, you need to watch this. Mm-hmm. Um, and because uh, I also found it moving and, and it was another thing that I watched by myself while Lauren was working the night shift and I still haven't showed it to her yet. I want to. I just haven't had Oh, you shan't watch it yet? Erica watched it and loved it. Yeah. I, th- I think that Lauren would really like it. We just haven't had a chance to watch it because I'm showing her all the Marvel movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, priorities for sure. Yeah. And so, um, but like, it's it's interesting because obviously everything that we look at or watch, we put a spiritual slant on it because that's that's my perspective of the world is I'm including Jesus in everything that, or I want to include Jesus and and everything that I'm doing and experiencing. And so it's cool how you can pull Jesus out of something where the creator had no intention of including Jesus into it. But an artist and this is a work of art in and of itself. If yeah, you, for if sure you it's a work of art. Um the, the what what an artist does is they make something that means something to them and then wants you to find your meaning out of it mm-hmm. which is which is really cool and i think that that, that was what was pretty neat about it yeah itself. it's it's in a very rough way all about identity mm-hmm. about who you are the whole beginning part it's not getting in the way is i am statements everyone pulled an i am statement right, right. and it goes from there in metaphors different and again it's a one-man show you got to remember that but it's better than a one-man show it's also it's a magician but it's not really about the magic yeah but it's cool anyways um but yeah I, it's I, I bought his book afterwards he has a book yeah he really yeah and and um uh and i'm i'm almost done and actually. you are gonna read i'm book? almost done jeez <laughs> oh, yeah i'm like that quick a, because it's so it's so entertaining and it's just stories about his life and whatnot so he's just uh, this guy is very good at telling stories yeah that's connecting. that's what he does and connecting yeah. and that's and so his book is like an extension of the show and and I mean we do a whole segment where we make something that's not Christian <laughs> turn it into a sermon illustration yeah but this is one thing I was like oh man this is like this is in this is for me was impacting me and how identity works now you look at people and other people look at you mm-hmm. and then add God part into it it's like how God looks at us and who we are in right. God's image all that other stuff um, but yeah there's there are times when in culture we will see things that are are not meant to be Christian by any means but we can easily get things out of it I remember when Fight Club when I first saw Fight Club I was like that was the most that was the most spiritual impactful movie for me <laughs> and, it, and it was not spiritual at all. It's about against materialism yeah. and about finding some kind of purpose and about how it's not about the nine to five and right. all the stuff that you own ends up owning you. I know so many lines from that movie, but <laughs> it's, and it's really, movie. yeah, it's awesome movie. Yeah. Well, the, um, the interesting thing is on Relevant Magazine, they had this article um, that is eight... Grab, grab some Skittles while you're telling again, me. That is eight unexpected faith conversations from pop culture. So these are these are things that have happened in the secular world that has brought up a conversation about faith in the secular world, which is really cool. And, and I think that that's one of the cool things about how God is always working through culture as well. And um, and even when even in a situation where you wouldn't expect God to be included in, he we often can find him there. God, so I figured that we could go through this yeah. list. And God has a monopoly on truth, is what I heard someone say once. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So if it's truth, then it's God's. Yeah. And the hardest part about having an atheist point of view is, I think we all still have a yearning for something more. I'm spiritual and right. atheism doesn't answer that for you at all, mm-hmm. which is why most people would consider themselves some kind of religion. Mm-hmm. How's yeah. that? Anyways, yeah. So here's swallow, let me swallow my skittles. Yeah, <laughs> Please, can you stop eating <laughs> skittles while you're talking into a microphone <laughs> for people to hear in their car, their earbuds? Was, we just had Easter. We got all this candy. <laughs> all right. So here, here are the eight um, examples of uh, faith conversations that have come up in pop culture. So the first thing, which is kind of sad for 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 certain people, you know, for all people, uh, DMX. Yeah, X going to give it to you. Yeah, R.I.P. Passed away this past I, week. Um, uh, 
give me some barks like DMX. <laughs> he always had dogs and stuff, didn't he? All right, well, you have to do it. I after started. Me. No, I'm not. <laughs> I started playing when I found out he passed away. I started playing it on our Alexa, and the kids were in the other room watching it. And like for Erica and I, and I was like, oh, I forgot how much he drops the F bomb at the <laughs> beginning of this song. <laughs> so I didn't know what to do. All right, so D- DMX's love of praying in public. So, what with obviously with DMX dying this pe- last week. Um, it, tragic. He had a heart attack and then was in a coma and then uh, eventually passed away. Um, so it's no secret that his life was up and down um, with addiction and drugs and also mental health. Mm-hmm. But he, I don't know if he found God at some in prison. In I think prison. from what I read. Um, and so it cre- it has created this whole conversation with him. With he him definitely dying. was a Christian by the end of his life. From what yeah, I've and he understood. definitely was a person who dealt with. A lot of things in his life, mm-hmm. um, and that uh, that that it's sad in a lot of ways. But it, it's cool seeing how he was not shy to talk about his faith whatsoever. I mean, he's just a blunt guy. So his love of praying um, in in public, and I think has caused some a lot of people to kind of notice a God in the middle of it. Oh, that's what it says. Just he would. Well, pray I mean, it's it, it, there's a there's a video of him praying uh, with Nipsey Hussle, who's also but he was murdered, wasn't he? I have no clue who that is. He's a rapper, right? Okay. Is he? I think. I'll look it up. I think he is. We're getting, I'm 35. I don't know who Nipsey Hussle. I'm pretty sure that he that he was killed. Um, anyways, and so there's a video of him praying, DMX praying with Nipsey and his friends um, and uh, praying for his family. Yeah, he so died cool. uh, in 2019. He's 33. Yeah, I, I thought he, he was, was born. He was born like a week before me. Gosh. Jeez Louise. I'm pretty sure that he was he was murdered. Nipsey. Yeah. Anyways. Um, so that's the first thing. But there's not too much to talk about about it. It was just saying how that has brought up conversation. Here's a one that can create more conversation. Bill Gates on the existence of God and the importance of church attendance. Did you know Bill Gates? No, I it? just assumed he would have been more atheist or whatever. Yeah. I, that, I know he does a lot for charities, and he gives a lot of money away, mm-hmm. and his kids aren't going to get any of his inheritance or something. Isn't that true? I think. Like he's giving most of it away, and his kids aren't going to get as much as they as they would want. As they could. I mean, I think they're going to get a lot, because hmm. he doesn't want them to like be entitled or whatever yeah. and stuff. Yeah. But they're still probably going to get like a couple mil, because what is he worth? Uh, billions. Yeah, so like they could get like so much when he passed away. Uh, yeah. But most of it's going to charities from what I remember from a long time ago. Anyways. Hmm. So he um he talked about in an interview uh with Rolling Stone actually, Rolling Stone magazine. Uh he was talking about a lot of things and the Gates Foundation and the charities that, that he runs and, and is involved in. But then it took a turn where he discussed the importance of going to church. Does he go to church? He goes to Catholic church. Okay. Um, it said, this is a quote from him, the moral systems of religion, I think, are super important. We've raised our kids in a religious way. They've gone to the Catholic church that Melinda goes to and I participate in. Who's Melinda? His wife, I think. Okay. Is that his wife? I think so. That's I assume. Donald Trump's wife. No, that's Melinda. <laughs> <laughs> um, and this is, this is another thing that he says about the existence of God and how it seems evident in creation to him. It says, but the mystery and the beauty of the world is overwhelmingly amazing, and there's no scientific explanation of how it came about. To say that it was generated by random numbers, that does seem, you know, sort of uncharitable. That does seem an... Uh, that, sorry, that does seem, you know, sort of an uncharitable view, laughs in parentheses. <laughs> <laughs> I think it makes sense to believe in God, but exactly what decisions in your life you make differently because of it, I don't know. Uh-huh. So he's, I I assumed Bill Gates was an atheist. Yeah, and, me and, too. And I don't really know why. I, I mean, that. there's the, because um, the Big Bang Theory still would say there's the singularity that started mm-hmm. the Big Bang Theory, right? So couldn't you surmise that maybe the the singularity was god right was a deity of some sort yeah yeah that that would be the argument but it's it is crazy how there's still that even in a view of of the big bang that's the most widely considered reason that way that we're here right yeah 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 it's 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 definitely pretty pretty interesting uh but that's also very surprising me that that conversation would even come up in rolling stone uh magazine Uh i've never heard anything of him being no uh any kind of religious no. all right what's next uh bill gates was in in and of itself 
He was. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, there you go. Another reason <laughs> yeah. to watch it. Um, next one. L- Letitia Wright. Letitia Wright. Uh-huh. Do you know who that is? No. She's from Black Panther. Um, his sister. Uh, what was her? What was that character? Um, oh, um, uh, shoot. The. Oh, my goodness. Look up look up what character she played for me because I cannot remember. All right, keep going. Um, anyways, she, yeah, so she's the one who, like, the scientific one who yeah, created yeah. all this stuff. So she was in... Um, Shuri, Shuri, Shuri. Yeah. I remember before I found it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she uh, talked about giving God a chance. And uh, I didn't... Hey, give a chance. Yeah. <laughs> um, she, she actually did an interview with Relevant Magazine. And this is what she says. I'm coming up to completing five years of being a Christian. It's been so many different things. It's a relationship I'm building with the Lord. Um, Wright said that she knew I wasn't living a life fulfilled five years ago, but didn't know what, what to do about it. I didn't know what, what that missing puzzle was. I didn't know that missing puzzle was Jesus. I didn't want anything to do with Jesus, actually, especially as a young black person. You think, oh, man, it's a white guy. I don't want to worship that. And that creates an interesting conversation. Yeah, he he was not white. He was not. (laughs) He was very much not white. And for people in our country to think, for for a black person in our country to think, that's not for me. That's a white guy. What are we doing? <laughs> yep. Right? Well, well, I mean, it's it's I don't even know if it's anything we're doing now. It's just the history of it, right? Yeah. Like every picture, everything, every movie for a long time. So mm-hmm. yeah, even if we're all now trying to re- remedy that, it's still we're trying to fight against decades and decades and decades of yeah. of it not necessarily being told they're white, but just every picture is a as a white dude with blue eyes, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like the most famous picture of Jesus, the one where he's like kind of slanted a little bit with his dirty blonde hair yeah. blue eyes. it's not even close to what he no. looked like right no not even close you can look up like there's an artist rendering of how he probably looked yeah um and it's not what the way you think it's not it's not what's in christian bookstores i'll tell you that there are no more christian bookstores and that's probably a good thing those things are gone yeah um, all right what's next the the next thing is ira glass you know ira glasses yeah uh npr right uh yeah this american life creator yep. yeah, a yeah. podcast yep. um, he talked about how christians are unfairly portrayed in the media huh yeah which is interesting and i don't I, he's not a christian that i know of no i don't think so um but uh but this is what he said um I feel that Christians are really horribly covered by the media, and there came a point early on in the show, uh, This American Life, that I just noticed that the way that Christians are portrayed in movies and on television is almost always as these crazy people, whereas the Christians in my life were all incredibly wonderful and thoughtful and had very ambiguous, complicated feelings in their beliefs Mm -hmm. and seemed to be totally generous-hearted, totally open to a lot of different kinds of people in their lives. Hmm. I'm really glad that he's around solid Christians. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because not everybody can say that. <laughs> yep. Right? He is an atheist. He's a staunch atheist. Wow. Yep. And for him to hold that view, I think that that's, that's a really positive Yeah, but thing. you would think like our buddy Lance yeah. would have that kind of view, right? Yeah, we would hope. Because, yeah, <laughs> or they, or he, who knows what he's saying, right? <laughs> but you would think he would have that kind of view because he hangs out with the the, the Christians that he actually hangs out with mm-hmm. are like us and some of our friends. Yeah. And so you'd think he would have that kind of view. It just depends on who you hang out with. If you're only around right. certain group of people, you think a certain way. So then I think that the question then comes into picture, it comes into play here is uh, obviously the most effective way to to encourage other people finding Jesus is by relationships. Uh-huh. Um, so when we do things in the media as Christians, like create these certain Christian movies, like, I don't know, like God's not dead and those sort of things. Yeah. But is that the media he's talking about? I don't know. No, no, I'm, I'm sure oh, okay, it's not. Okay, but what okay. I'm saying is in this situation, um, he's talking about how he can look at Christians mm-hmm. And in his life that he knows personally and realize, okay, there's a difference between the way that the media portrays it. So because the media portrays Christians in a certain light, and then uh, if Christians create certain things like movies like God's Not Dead, I'm saying, is that pushing people even further away or should we focus more on relationships? I don't know. I'm just trying to create conversation out of it. (laughs) I don't know. Um, I think that the media normally portrays 
everyone incorrectly. <laughs> yes. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, of course, they are going to have a stereotypical version of mm-hmm. Christianity, just like they have a stereotypical version of everything else. If there are four things, they're going to give you the good things about it. If they're against it, they're going to give you the bad things about it. So, yeah. the media always constantly does that. So, yeah, it's just a, always mm-hmm. it's always an uphill battle. But, yeah, I do understand what he's saying with, like, certain movies or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. But, yeah, it is, it is interesting that he's a staunch atheist, according to Wikipedia. Right. And, and he heads up you. I think that that's really cool. Would you consider yourself a staunch Christianity Christian? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. I was wondering. <laughs> All right. Next next thing. <laughs> All right. There's a few more. Eric, did you know that John Lennon wanted the Beatles to be a Christian band? Uh, you told me before this. I don't believe it still. <laughs> no it's, way. So John Lennon had a famous quote. Do you know what that was? Um, let it be. Let it be. Let it be. <laughs> yeah, I guess he had a lot. <laughs> I guess he had a lot of. Oh, uh, hold. Why? Well, hold my hand. <laughs> no, <laughs> or no. I want to hold your hand. Yeah, that's. Good. Is that it? That he he was credited at one point for talking about how the Beatles were bigger than Jesus. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and um, and a lot of Christians actually took that to say, and that's why he was shot and murdered. <laughs> Did a lot? Yes, I've actually heard people think that. You've heard well, people think that. I've, <laughs> I've heard people I've, say that. I've heard their minds. Yeah. No, that's been like... What, a, cri- what Christians have you heard say that? Tell me. There is actually somebody, but I don't want to say it. <laughs> All because, right, afterwards. afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> uh, they listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Hope that it is out. <laughs> well, but, they know who it is now. <laughs> maybe th- maybe they don't know that they said that. <laughs> and maybe their view has changed. Yeah. But anyways, there were like... Uh, there were definitely... There are, there are also Christians who think that... Katrina happened because Mardi Gras happens at New Orleans. I mean, Mardi Gras is pretty. Yeah, right. <laughs> New Orleans is a pretty dirty city. I went there once, and it was like, man, this is where sin is born. It and was you, so bad. So then, so then, why does Las Vegas get off the hook? I don't know, they, Eric. That's a terrible stance to take because Britney's there. <laughs> <laughs> free Britney, hashtag free Britney. Anyways. It's not my stance. Yeah. Um, all right. So John Lennon wanted the Beatles to become a Christian band. Uh, this is this is what he this is what he said. This is actually from an interview in 1969 that wasn't unearthed until 2008. Huh. So um, this is Who's uh, interview with uh, the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation. Oh, okay. He said classic P- CPB, <laughs> CBC. <laughs> <laughs> he said it's just an expression meaning the Beatles seem to me to have more influence over youth than Christ. He's talking about his statement of the yeah, Beatles yeah. being bigger than jesus now i wasn't saying that was a good idea because i'm one of christ's biggest fans and if i can turn the focus on the beatles onto christ's message then that's what we're here to do if the beatles get on the side of christ which they always were and let people know that then maybe the churches won't be full but there will be a lot of christians dancing in the dance halls where whatever they celebrate god and christ i don't think it matters as long as they're aware of him and his message huh so that was a that's a direct quote from John Lennon. I don't think that's true. What? <laughs> I mean, I don't I, I believe that that quote is true. I don't believe by the end he was actually yeah. considered himself a fan of Jesus like he said. Yeah. Do yeah. you? No, no. I, well, he he also was on a lot of drugs. Yeah, they all were though. Yeah, but he he was getting heavy into acid at at well, it was the 60s, man. And, uh, what do you want me to yeah, do? Yeah, I know, but I'm saying that that probably <laughs> had an influence over his thinking going awry later in life. Maybe. I don't... I, I know the Beatles, and I like the Beatles. Um, uh, people always got the images. Oh, yeah, I was reading some of the stuff that three months before his death. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Because um, this is something that, that we found out three months before his death. Let's see. Three months, although he commonly rejected the notion of religion. Remember in his um, one song, No Relig... Uh, shoot, what's his most popular song by himself? Um, the War One? Yeah. How, how are we not thinking of it? I, I'm not good with I, I, anyways, that um, stuff. No religion to... Uh, yeah, that one. Okay. Look um, at all the yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. In an interview conducted in September 1983, three months before his death, uh, Lennon told Playboy journalist David Chef, people always got the image I was anti-Christ or anti-religion. All right, keep going. Sounds promising. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm having trouble finding the rest of that oh, quote. Oh, Eric, you're killing me right now. <laughs> That's all you got? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was more to it, but I couldn't... It was like, you know... Did on, an ad pop up or something? No, you know, in, in Google... Um, 
Anyways, let's just skip it. Well, it sounds like he's reiterating this quote that I just gave. Because yeah, but this was like right before. Yeah, so so maybe you were wrong, Eric. I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> but he doesn't seem like uh, imagine, by the way. Um, yeah. Because it's, it's kind of regarded as like an atheist anthem. Right. Almost. So that's why you would think that, um, I don't know. Anyways. But I think that that's pretty interesting because I've heard that quote from John Lennon multiple times about how he said the Beatles are bigger than Jesus. Yeah, I have heard that quote. And and that has been used to, like I said, to be like, see, you think you're bigger than Jesus and you'll mm-hmm. be you'll be brought back down to earth, which I do believe that is that that can definitely be the case. Found the rest of the quote. People always got the image that I was anti-Christ or anti-religion. I'm not. I'm a most religious fellow. When talking about Bob Dylan's new Christianity, because you remember he became a Christian, oh, yeah. he did a whole gospel thing. Lennon said, "But the whole religion business suffers from the onward Christian soldiers bit. There's too much talk about soldiers and marching and converting. I'm not pushing Buddhism because I'm no more a Buddhist than I am a Christian. But there's one thing I admire about the religion of Buddhism: they're not uh, proselytizing." So he sounded like he was religious and yes. spiritual and that kind of stuff. Yeah, but yeah, I think he's, Christian. he's also got a point there in yeah. a lot of ways. So, anyways, all right, two more. Okay, Matthew McConaughey prays every week. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Does he end every prayer <laughs> like that? Probably. If he doesn't. Uh-huh. Man. He said, um, "Prayer is inventory." I go to church once a week. I go, I pray, and I do inventory. I take a deep breath, understand myself as being as me being number two in God's house, and go back through and, and go back through my week. I have heard he's pretty religious. No else does that same exact kind of thing. Mark Chris Wal- Pratt, cool Chris Pratt, yeah, but Mark Wahlberg, Marky super Mark? Christian. He is. Or he's, he's Catholic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very he's religious. From yeah, he's from Boston. So, but yeah, he gets up. He says he's he starts every day on his knees and surrender. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And he gets up. You know how much that dude works out? Oh, yeah. my gosh. He gets up. The man goes to bed at 9 o'clock at night, by the way. And he gets up at like 4 in the morning, starts yeah. with prayer, works out, eats, mm-hmm. does his work, then goes back and works out. He always works out twice a day. He's nuts. But yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I've heard that about Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. And uh, I, and he because he's from Texas, mm-hmm. uh, so he's kind of a southern boy. Yeah. Um, not like East Coast Southern, but like... Mm-hmm. Down, out down in Texas Southern, that's a whole different Southern. Um, but I think that that's uh, that's pretty normal for that culture as well. What's your favorite Matthew McConaughey movie? Ooh, um, Dallas Buyers Club was really good. Yeah, that was good. Uh, but I, I think uh, I you know what I thought that movie was fine, but he was just so good yeah. in it that it made it feel better. Right, that makes sense. Like I mean, the it story doesn't, it doesn't make you feel good. Why? No, no, no. But he's like so good in yeah. it. And you're like, man. Yeah, he Anyways. was. He was phenomenal. And then what's the uh, uh, Interstellar? That was that was great too. Yeah, I like Christopher because you like Christopher Nolan. So yeah, anyway, Christopher Nolan. Yeah. yeah. All right, last one. And this one's a. Or, oh, I'm sorry. There's actually two. This one's a doozy. Megan Fox on speaking in tongues. <laughs> she has an opinion. <laughs> I, I did not know that. <laughs> Megan has Fox done it? was into speaking in tongues. Uh, and Esquire's January 2013 cover story on Transformers star Megan Fox gained a lot of attention from the writer's creepy fascination with her appearance. Uh-huh. Um, but it was Fox's description of her church experience that took many readers by surprise. This is what she said. Um, she it's it, talking about her Pentecostal church where she speaks in tongues during worship. Okay, I've seen magical, crazy things happen. You love when these are magical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like magic. Off to a good start. <laughs> I've seen people be healed. Even now in the church I go to during praise and worship, I could feel that I was maybe getting ready to speak in tongues, and I'd have to shut it off because I don't know what that church would do if I started screaming out in tongues in the back. It feels like a lot of energy coming through the top of your head. I'm going to sound like such a lunatic. And then your whole body is filled with this electric current, and you just start speaking, but you're not thinking because you have no idea what you're saying. Words are coming out of your mouth, and you can't control it. The idea is that it's the, that it's a language that only God understands. It's the language that's spoken in heaven. It's called getting the Holy Ghost. Um, do you remember being at our camp in elementary school and they yeah. were trying to make us speak in tongues i also remember in first grade mm-hmm. we went to a christian school sitting there everybody praying and trying to get you to speak in tongues 
I don't remember that in first grade. I, I just remember the first or second grade. Remember the camp, and we're all sitting there in a huddle. Yeah. And they're like, "Just do it, just say it," and then like, no one's doing it. Yeah. And then eventually, just some of us are pretending. Yeah. To do it, so they'd stop. So, so they let us. Yes, they leave. So they let us go sit down. Isn't that crazy? That is pretty nuts. Yeah, you can't. Could, you can't make that happen, right? No. no. <laughs> so that's the opposite of, of of what it's supposed to be or whatever. I I wish Megan Fox come to my church and just be in the back speaking in tongues. <laughs> Do you, that'd be nuts. Do you remember at, at the church we grew up in uh, when we were kids, there was a lady who would sit in the back who would laugh in the spirit? Yeah. That creeped me out. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I in was, the middle of service, she was just like going... <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like, what is happening? That's the beginning of the Joker movie. <laughs> yeah. Um I also uh I remember um there when we'd go to district assembly for our denomination, mm-hmm. there would be a guy that would play the tambourine all yeah. the time in the spirit, but the spirit never let him do it on time. <laughs> it was always off. <laughs> Man, can't the spirit be more on a click track? Because <laughs> yeah. I yeah. to play drums, I could hear it. It would yeah. get me off off beat. Right, right. So that I mean that we could do. We actually should probably do a whole podcast. It's on Megan Fox. Speaking, wow, on speaking in tongues. But yeah, that's a pretty. Um, She's a dating Machine Gun Kelly. You don't even know who that is. Um, I I don't know any of his music. Is that it's like all pop but punk I, now? I know he is. Yeah. All right. Last one. The Use is in one of the songs. The singer oh, of the Use. And uh, Travis Barker plays the drums in all the songs. He's dating one of the Kardashians now. I know. That's crazy. Okay. Last last thing. Oh, bet bet you didn't know you're going to tune into Not Your Mom's Christian Podcast and get all this pop culture. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this you week. didn't think we knew about pop culture, huh? <laughs> all right. Last one. Russell Brand. You know Russell Brand? Yes. He uh, and I remember Sarah Marshall. <laughs> That's right. I know him. Uh, he Russell, was great in bringing Sarah Marshall. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Russell Brand respectfully debates Westboro Baptist protesters. I remember this. I remember this. It's on YouTube. He had a talk show or something like that. Uh-huh. Uh, so in November of 2012, two members of the infamous Westboro Baptist Church visited the FX late night talk show of English actor and comedian Russell Brand for a surreal conversation about their notorious anti-gay message uh-huh. um and so it's just talking about that yeah i it, it is pretty interesting if you watch if you can find it on youtube he handles it russell Rand does a great job it's not a he gotcha great it's nothing yeah. yeah and i've seen that with a lot of stuff he's done because when you first see him you just assume he's like a playboy type person mm-hmm. you think he is for getting center marshall's character right yeah but he's actually not he's very spiritual i don't know don't know if he's necessarily christian but he definitely believes in a higher power um he's talked similar to, to john lennon yeah. <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe he's our version of John Lennon. <laughs> he's talked a lot about um I, w- I there's one quote, great quote he has about um possessions and how he would fight for fame and all this other stuff and he wanted to just get into the party and he and he finally got on the other side and he was like, "Oh, there's still nothing here. I still feel nothing." Yeah. It's like talking about how it's not going to give you satisfaction, it's not going to give you purpose in life. Right. So, yeah, I like Russell Brand. Wasn't he going through all that when he was married to Katy Perry? You eating more Skittles? <laughs> yeah. What? Was he? Was he? Yeah, he was married to Katy Perry. They, they, and then, and then he divorced her. Katy Perry drives me nuts. Feeling <laughs> you? Yeah. She's a little. She's a little out there. She's, out, she's like a lot. I'll tell you what, though, she's got some bangers. <laughs> what, like what? <laughs> um, roar. <laughs> <laughs> that song is legit. Did I ever tell you that we sang um, "Teenage Dream" in church once? Yeah, and that, <laughs> that is really uncomfortable for me. <laughs> it was uncomfortable for me. Yeah. Uh, I was doing drugs. what? Hold on, can we? Can, so you sang "Teenage Dream." Oh, uh, like I'm living a teenage dream. The way you turn me on. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that is. You sang that in church. Mm-hmm. Oh, do you remember when we? It was sang- a sex sermon. Okay. Here's here's the lyric for Teenage Dream. You think I'm pretty without any makeup on. You think I'm funny when I tell the punchline punch wrong. wrong. I know you get me, so I let my walls down. Down, down. before you get me. <laughs> yeah, down. Oh, man. It, Let's go all, all, yeah, the, all way the way tonight. tonight. No, no regrets, regrets. Just love. Just love. We can dance until we die. You and I will be forever. Uh, uh, you. Ever, you and me. Ah, um, so way. we're doing a sex... We were always doing covers, which we don't do that anymore. Well, I don't, I'm not part of that church anymore, but the church we are now, we will not do covers because we got very burnt out from doing them at the other church. The idea was to do a song that when people would come in, they would recognize it, whatever. Um, some churches still may do covers. I don't know. I can't I can't handle it. But I don't think most churches, I don't know if a lot of churches do that anymore. Like they will every once in a while, but there were churches like every Sunday they were doing a cover 
to make you feel whatever. It's really hard to do that because it's hard to be good at it. Yeah. It's hard to, for it to sound good. And it's also hard to think of a song that everyone will know every single week they come in and also isn't inappropriate and it's not inappropriate um but yeah we it was a sex sermon and um our pastor wanted us to do it and no one was comfortable singing it we're all fine with playing it so he sang it (laughs) (laughs) and it was more to be funny because he's singing it but it was still like yikes so uncomfortable (laughs) (laughs) you know you know what also makes me really uncomfortable is uh, a few years ago we had uh when we were all at crossroads and uh, we there was like a talent show or something to raise money. Yeah, I know you're talking about. Go ahead. And you, myself, Topper, I think was it yeah. Topper? Was yeah. It? Topper. And RIP pour went out. Yep. And, and a friend Jesse, of ours. who's the youth pastor at Crossroads now, we sang "Afternoon Delight," which I did not know at the time it was about having sex. It's in about the having sex in the afternoon. <laughs> And we sang that in front of the whole church. Yep. I just remember. us four. Yep. Like Anchorman, because we did it. because We, did we it just did anchor, the Anchorman bit. And we didn't know, I did not know what that song was about. No one complained, and no one stopped us. Yeah, and no, no one ever said anything to me. Nope. Just later, I realized what that song was about, and I was yeah. like, what? Yeah, we sang that. And, uh, like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> we just knew it was funny. Anchorman doing it. It's like, oh, it'll be funny if we did it. And yeah. you know what? People laughed. People did laugh. <laughs> I wonder. Oh, that's so crazy. Anyways, um, Russell Brand <laughs> respectfully debates with the Westboro Baptist protesters. Uh, if you haven't seen that, go and watch it on YouTube. He does a really good job of it, and um, I think it's pretty cool. So that's that's eight pop culture moments that created an un, un, an unexpected faith conversation. Um, I I do think with the Westboro Baptist Church, though, like it's almost like just don't even debate them. Just yeah, oh yeah, don't give them, them any don't attention. give them any attention. They don't QAnon. Don't give them any attention. Yep. <laughs> like yep. you know what I mean? Like all those extremes, just mm-hmm. ignore it. Get out like so. Don't it, try to argue with them. No, it's, it's no sense. It's, it, they're trolls. Yeah, they're real. They're trolls that will show their face. Is all yeah. they are. Um, just like you don't argue with online trolls, right? Like we've gotten bad reviews. We don't argue. <laughs> <laughs> we've only got one commented bad review. Yeah. But speaking of reviews, yeah, leave us one, please. <laughs> yeah, we're we're getting up there, but I'd love to get to a hundred reviews at one point. Mm-hmm. We're at seventy-two, and we've been <laughs> there for a long time. So yeah, leave us a review. Um, you can find us and all of our social media stuffs. But um, I think this this should wrap us up, right? So yeah. what? Go watch um, in and of itself. Yep. Um, let us know what you think. Let let us know who you think will win between King Kong. Why? <laughs> and Godzilla. I can tell you who. Uh, neither probably is my guess. I've not seen the movie. You don't have to tell Well, they kind of have three rounds. <laughs> count so, the rounds. So one wins one, one wins the other. And, and then, then you don't know the third one. And it wasn't they, a tie, the third one. Because they both die. <laughs> nope. They're still very much alive. By the end, of course, they're like not fighting anymore. But there, if oh, there's, there's another monster <laughs> <laughs> that they have to defeat. <laughs> well, I haven't seen it, so I don't know. The same people that own King Kong or the same people that own Godzilla. Own Pacific Rim. Oh God, <laughs> I'm not watching that. <laughs> I know the movie. I know the whole movie now. <laughs> I have no interest in any of that. Thank you for listening to Not Your Mama's Christian Podcast. Make sure you subscribe and leave us a nice review to support the podcast. You can go to our Patreon page, Patreon.com/slash/NYMChristianPodcast. Music provided by The Revived. Check them out at therevivedmusic.com. Stay connected with us by liking us on Facebook and following us on Twitter and Instagram.